Hello, this is Comeback, this is Connor, this is episode 119. My guest today is Chris Devois. Chris is initially from France, currently living as an expat in Vietnam, and is the founder of The Lake Races. What we are going to do today, we're going to talk about his background, The Lake Races, volunteering through an orphanage, running, and a little bit more. Chris, welcome to Comeback. How are you today? Hello. Um, thanks. I'm, I'm doing doing all right. Uh, right now, the situation in Vietnam is uh, we are in lockdown, so I can't really get out of the house. But uh, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Excited about the podcast. Absolutely, man. So let's start with your background, then, Chris. Do you mind telling me more about growing up in France? Mm, I think growing up in France is um, is very lucky. I've been uh, lucky to grow up in the countryside and uh, near the Alps, you know, like maybe, you know, Grenoble, Grenoble. Yes, um, basically I live, um, I live my life in the mountain. Uh, so I've been uh, going up and going down, trailing, climbing, skiing and playing a lot of tennis there. And uh, yeah. It was a pretty, pretty cool life and uh, yeah, very, very, very lucky, feel very lucky to, to have been born in, uh, in Europe and in France, especially. Absolutely. You mentioned tennis. Was tennis something you started at a young age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started like uh, the age of like eight, ten. So basically it's what a, a big part of my life, like uh, play like semi-professional level um, went, uh, traveled a lot uh, across the country and then across Europe. And then I moved to the, to the States um, to play there, like uh, play in college. Um, so it was very popular like uh, for, for young uh, athletes who wanted to continue their, their studies and play their, their sports. So I did it for two years. And uh, yeah, and after I moved to Vietnam, yeah. Awesome. And so what was the idea behind moving to Vietnam? Why did you move here? Uh, Vietnam came a part in my life where um, I got injured in tennis. So I didn't really play tennis anymore. And then I didn't have any, like, you know, someone that holds ties in your country anymore. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good to go somewhere else and discover. And I wanted to, to volunteer somewhere. So I tried to look around like South America, Africa, or South Asia. And Vietnam was the best choice in terms of, of finance. You know, it was very cheap. Like the, the program, the volunteer program didn't ask us like any money or, you know, any, any, anything. Just like go there and uh, do your best to help. So, yeah, I, I volunteered in, in, in this program and it was in, a, in an orphanage. Uh, so, yeah, I stayed there for like a couple of weeks. And after that, I never really uh, left the country after that. So, yeah. And is this orphanage uh, based in Ho Chi Minh City? Yeah, um, a, a bit further, like the province of Minh Yung, but it's close to Ho Chi Minh, like four, 40, uh, 45 minutes drive. So, yeah. Okay. And how long... Ago, did you arrive here? How long have you been in Vietnam? Five, 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 six years now. Yeah, five, six years. Yeah. Well, that's quite a while. <laughs> How did you find yeah. the lifestyle here? How do I find what? How did you find the lifestyle in Vietnam? 
Oh, I loved it. I fell in love. That's why, like I always say, like, uh, you know, when I studied in, in the U.S., uh, after two weeks, I was like, oh, my God, uh, I, I really don't want to live there. You know, like, I don't like the, the lifestyle, the spirits of the, the, the people. It's very different. I don't really found of this. And then when I moved to Vietnam after two weeks, I'm like, oh, my God, this country is amazing. I would love to live uh to live there and um the, the, the people are very like uh, welcoming you know very warm um and they live day by day you know there's no there's no plan like the the all their life is like yeah we, we don't really see how it's, how it's going to be tomorrow it's just like to live your day and then tomorrow is another day and every day is uh, is a different day that's what, like, for the first maybe two or three years, and even now, you know, even now, like, I still have some uh, surprises, you know, like, uh, <laughs> there's some situation, like, never, you, you never experiment before, you know, mm. and, uh, yeah, that's what I love the most about Vietnam, is, like, every day is uh, a, a, an adventure, I would say, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you on that front, I feel like it's, it's the first time I moved country, but it's got to be one of the craziest cities around, surely. I mean, as you said, like so many weird yeah. things happen daily and you think, wow, this city is just absolutely crazy. Daily, you, you can get maybe four or five problems coming up, you know, along the way. And, and every problem is uh, possible to solve. You just need like to, to, to be patient, you know, so you learn how to, to develop that ability, you know, in, a, in your search. Like, uh, but, but yeah, every day is something new, something new is happening. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, Chris, let's talk a bit about um, the lake races. What is, yeah. the, what is the lake races and how did it all start? Um, I started the lakes race two years ago, I think three years ago now, like uh, we already did organize uh, three editions. So basically it's a, it's a race for adults and kids. And the aim of the race is to invite orphans so they can run. Um, the, the difference with the, with the other races is basically, you know, like, um, in, in for example when you join iron man or something you in the the registration fees after that like um some part of it is going to a charity and of course like for the lakes race when you buy a ticket some part of it is going to one of the orphanages like joining but mainly like we wanted to have the the kids involved and in joining our races so basically we invite around 100 or 200 orphans every edition like to take part of the of the of the race and then they have to run and then they get a, a t-shirt a medal and we make sure like they don't uh black off anything you know like uh, so we buy running shoes for them because basically they don't they don't have any any of them um so yes yeah, so from the start to the end we take care of uh, around like 150 200 orphans every year and we make them run around the, the lake of uh, Binyong. So that's why it's called the lake space. Okay. And what was it, uh, what was it that made you think, Oh, I want to start this race. Was there, was there a particular moment where you thought, yeah, I want to organize this event. Yeah. Um, as I said, so I volunteer in, in this orphanage, it's called Kwehun in, um, in Binyong. 
And, um, you know, like uh, one day, um, I don't remember, like three or four years ago. So basically, I'm taking care of a girl there. So she's now 10 years, no, 11, 12. Yeah, she's now 12 years old. Sorry. So uh, she was living with me for, for like three or four years. And um, when I signed up for races, I also signed up for her. So she was running like sometimes the kill race or the five kilometers. And one day um, I could see like when she came back and with the medal, you know, because uh, in Vietnam, when you, when you finish a race, you got to finish a medal. And uh, then I, I could see like the, the kids, how they were happy, you know, and they, they were like a bit jealous because they couldn't come and they have to stay in the orphanage. But that little girl that I, that I was taking care, uh, she, she talked about uh, the races. So the next, I think it was the, the next week, I took out three, like four kids from, from this orphanage. And uh, they really had, I think, one of the best times um, of their life. So I was like, okay, like uh, I can take care of one kid like daily, you know, like for every day and all the time. And uh, I can take care of four kids sometimes, you know, to join um, a race, a marathon. And I'm like, okay, maybe I, I, can, I, can, I can like expand that opportunity to more children and uh, allow them like maybe like have one race where all the kids from this orphanage can join um so that's really how it started and uh that's why the first edition only one orphanage was invited and we invited uh 115 orphans and after that like we decided like okay why only one orphanage could benefit from that so we, we started to look around for more orphanages around the city and we invited um like five orphanages and uh, yeah, like uh, 20 or 30 kids from each orphanage. And now like it's like a big race for, for these orphanages and the, these uh, children. So yeah. Wicked, man. Fair play to you. What is, um, what is your favorite part about the race? As in what has been your highlight after you've organized the event? Uh, the, the highlights, like, I think there are quite a lot, but if I, if I should choose only one, it would be the, the, the kids and the baby race. Like in the second edition, we started to create like the 600 meters baby race. So basically it's babies from one to four, five years old, you know, like, uh, joining the race and, uh, yeah, they have to they have to try to run. So it's very fun to watch because I think all the babies are at some point crying and then smiling and then crying and then smiling. But when they finish, they are all like, they got the medal, you know, and they are like so, so happy. And uh, yeah, I think this is the, the most exciting part of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool, man. And with um, this current Corona situation, have you faced any challenges and setbacks in organizing the race this year? Mm, it's pretty messed up. Like uh, right now we, we have already 1,200 people uh, registered. So everything is ready. I've got the t-shirts and the medals uh, in my room. So with me, uh, everything was purchased, you know, so we are just waiting the um, the, the call from the from the authorities saying okay you can go now we can do it 
So yeah, basically we we postpone the race, you know, like every month or every two months, and we we say like yeah, due to the current situation, we can't organize it right now, but it's coming soon, you know, and uh, yeah. Okay, and in terms of your own background, Chris, have you always been into running? Has when did you start running regularly? Mm, you know, as a, as a tennis player, like running is, of course, part of the training, like the physical training. Let's say I never run um, to race, you know, like to, to, be a, to be a professional runner or something, you know, like I just run for my uh, physical abilities in, in tennis, you know. Um, so I, I've been running since I was like 10. I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed it, but it was more like uh, a compliment, you know, to, to 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 my training in tennis. And when I stopped playing tennis, um, I decided, okay, like um, now running is the probably the easiest way to do because all you need is a, a pair of running shoes and uh, and yeah, go out and run. And now in Vietnam, it was really interesting to run because you have more and more races coming, you know. Like I think five or six years ago, you have maybe ten races in in the whole year. So it, it was almost nothing. And now I think every every month you can race maybe two or three races. So that's that's how I decided to uh, to discover and to discover the country. You know, I've been traveling a lot thanks to to the race. So basically, I've been everywhere in Vietnam and I joined a race there. So when they were a race in Hazian or in Hanoi and Halong, um, I signed up for the race and then they make, uh, make a good trip, I would say. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place to race in Vietnam or is that too hard to choose? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every year um, I'm racing at uh, Pulung. Uh, it's in um, Mai Chau or Mok Chau, I never know. Uh, it's like two hours from Hanoi down the south and um, it's uh, yeah it's great it's like we are running in a natural uh, reserve and uh, you're running through the, um, the rice field and the mountain and uh, and yeah it's really beautiful and peaceful there are there are no motorbikes you know it's uh, it's my favorite place I think in Vietnam um, I've been racing, I think, the race already four times. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Wicked. And I was also just checking your profile just before we came. Have you also completed an Ironman? Yeah, I did a full. <laughs> full half work. and full. Yeah, I did yeah. The, the half in... in, in uh, so, um, with my friends... Uh, someone is telling you you can't do it the next thing that you want to do is to prove them they're wrong i think it's a, <laughs> a natural feeling and uh, so one day i i send them the, um, the screenshot of the registration film i don't race it alone and uh, that's how we started. And I never did a, a triathlon before because I'm a very bad swimmer. I don't really know how to swim. Well, I know how to swim, but uh, I'm very, very poorly. And uh, I signed up for the for the Ironman. And then I did the half Ironman in Danang, which was maybe three months before the one in Nice. The full one, the full Ironman was in Nice. 
so yeah i did uh, two one half and one full and it was actually my my only triathlons that i did yeah what was it like training for a triathlon i'm just curious uh i'm not really the the best when it comes to training uh, no, uh, uh, I don't really follow any 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 programs or plan. I was just doing something every day, like running or cycling. But uh, honestly, I'm more kind of um, the type of guy who is going to train maybe a lot for ten days, and then for the next ten days don't do anything. You know, it depends a lot of of your of your schedule, right? If you're really busy at work, like for sure you cannot train. So it depends on what is going on in your life, and uh, and yeah, I think uh, yeah. But for sure, I didn't uh, I didn't train a lot uh, in swimming. <laughs> I I don't like swimming at all. So yeah, I didn't train. Yeah, sure. How did it feel then when you finished it? Were you relieved that it was over, or were you glad that you'd got it done? Yeah, of course. Like it, it was it was great because it was a, a friend event. Like I did the event with my friends like close friend from France. It's, uh, I've known them from when I was a kid. And uh, I, I remember how relieved and exhausted I was after the 3.8 kilometer swim. Uh, it took me like one hour and 40 minutes, you know, so for one hour and 40 minutes to count, uh, you can't drink. And I was like exhausted, like my mom, you know, came and she saw me like, she, never saw me like this you know in my life and the, the funny thing was like when i came to take the bike you know the day the the day before you have to set up the bike in where all the other bikes are and it's full it's like 2000 bikes and then when i came after the swim it was maybe only 10 bikes left so everyone already finished the um, finished the swim and uh, yeah, so then after that, I have to take the, the bike. Uh, but then um, I caught up some, um, like a lot of um, uh, participants. And uh, yeah, after that, I was relieved, relieved, yeah, and, and very, very happy, proud also. And uh, I was very happy to share it with my friends. No, it's like, it's not like you're doing something alone. It was more like the whole trip was, the, the whole event was being with my friends and my family there. So. Yeah. So yeah, and the funny part is that you start the race at like six a.m. So at the beginning of you know of the of the day, and then you finish is uh, at the night. Like it took me like fourteen hours. So six to fourteen, yeah, twenty, yeah, yeah, six six a.m. to eight p.m. And uh, yeah, so you yeah. don't like the whole day. I was uh, I was doing the Ironman. Yeah. Jeez, well that's impressive, man. What did you do the next day? Just sleep all day. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, actually i remember i was all right because um it, it's more an endurance effort so it means you are not really like um it's not intense i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but like it's not like intense when you're running at uh, a, a 21 or 42 marathon i, I fell after like a, a full marathon on the road I felt my muscle more tired because I was 100%, you know, the whole time. In the Ironman, you're never 100%. You're just, like, trying not to get too tired, you know, so then you can keep going and keep going. So I think um, for the body, I, I, I would say it was 
not as traumatized, you know, that as I expected, I would say. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good, man. So then if there was somebody looking at getting involved in fitness, this could be running or tennis, they don't have to do a triathlon. But what advice would you give them in starting out? Mm, uh, that's, uh, I think it has to come from yourself, you know, like, uh, if you are really motivated to, to, to finish one or to start doing something like right now, everything is uh, online and you can research anything if you want a training program or anything. So I think, yeah, just make some research. If, if you really want to do something, just make some research about it and, and then go for it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Not very inspiring. I know, but (laughs) no, you know what? That's how that's how I work. I don't know. It's like the same you know, when I when I started the legs race, like I had no idea how to do like how to be a designer, how to how to start a company in Vietnam or you know, like uh make the t-shirt. And I had no idea. So I just wanted to know like okay, this is what I want to do, and then now everything is online and you can search and, uh, and make the dream happen. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And that brings me nicely to almost the end of the conversation. Um, what are your aims for the near future? What would you like to achieve? This could be with the lakes races or anything else. What you're looking to achieve? Yeah, um, I have the um, the goal to finish an ultra trail. So basically, it's a hundred miles, one hundred sixty kilometers. That's what I wanna. That's what I wanna do this year. I've been training. I mean, I've been training. I wouldn't say I've been training, but I've been getting more prepared. You know, like a Vietnam Mountain Marathon, and they open a 100 miles. So, uh, it's in my head. You know, like uh, depends on the on the on the situation. But that that will be the next uh, challenge for me. Uh, in in running, for sure, and the, uh, uh, for the legs race is to keep doing what we've been doing. The offense, then 130, 150. For the fourth edition, for this edition coming up, we invited 200 offense. And so you know, the more editions we we do, the more offense and more offerings I would like to be to be involved in the. In, in the race and hopefully we can get to, to, to one day like to maybe 500 orphans joining the race and be the, the biggest orphans, the biggest race, the biggest orphan race, you know, they invite uh, orphans in the world. That would be, that would be crazy, yeah. That's amazing. Well, Chris, thanks very much for having the chat today, mate. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on all you've achieved so far with your Ironman, with your running and with the lakes races. Uh, best luck in the future, man. And yeah, keep smashing it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Connor.